I will set out for Gaul myself and confront our enemies. They will learn the error of their ways. But why might early Christians have called Nero the Antichrist? I will quash my deluded enemy, not with the sword. I intend to sing to them. Nero has lost his mind. Welcome back. To the life of Nero, episode nineteen. Birthday boy, yes. uh, how was your birthday? How was your birthday last week? Uh, you know, it was okay. Uh, had better. You know, I mean, <laughs> normally that's the kind of thing that's said about me, but this time I get to say it. I've had better. So, yeah. but yeah. come on, at least somebody yeah. sent you a, a special gift. Uh, you sent me a gift. There's other words besides special, but sure, we can go with that one. Uh, let's just say it's like if someone had floss, tooth, teeth floss in their hand and went, I have an idea for a great costume, like a superhero, but more like a pervert superhero. And there wasn't much, they just painted some floss, put it together between your legs, and boom, you're done. So uh, thank you. Thank you for that, Cam. <laughs> And you didn't. I didn't get a photo, and you're not wearing no. it now. I'm like, I'm super no, I, disappointed. I fucked up. I fucked up. I did. I did. I. You know what? I sent a photo to someone, so someone out there is probably <laughs> still laughing from the jerking off I and then laughing. I. Um, yeah, you, you know, that. as you know, yeah, but that's not even a full body shot. That's just a bit of no. chest hair. Well, you have to pay. Man boobs. Uh, it doesn't. No, it's so PayPal. thin. It doesn't even. Doesn't even cover up the man boobs. I, I, you know. Pecs, damn it, I, Cap, Cam, we've had this talk. Pecs, go ahead. You know, uh, when I send somebody a gift, right. Right, right. As with everything else I do, bar nothing. Yeah. I do it for my own amusement. Now, <laughs> if I don't get amusement out of then, sending you the gift, then what's you, the by you taking a photo and wearing it on the show... Like, what's right. the point of sending gifts if I don't get you give, my amusement? Where's you give, the value? And you what give. do I get? Right. Yeah, yeah, no, no. My I gave you is all about a five, you. I, get I gave you I get a, a $5 uh, <laughs> Borat mankini. <What>? That <laughs> I spent at least three minutes searching for. Right. right. After, I, after I first was going to buy you a flashlight. Right. And then oh, thought, not Too sure much. how the, yeah. the kids might use, open it and Heather might get cranky. Yeah, well, I knew that. Be in the yeah. hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, thought yeah. I'd probably get into trouble if the kids and safe. Heather and whatever. Play so it. I played it safe and got you the mankini. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But, you know, where's – I get yeah. nothing. Yeah, no no video. I want a video. Right. I want a dance routine. Oh. Uh, like you did in Vegas. <laughs> uh, but this time with more clothes on because you'll be wearing the right. mankini. If I had a video for you of me just trying to figure out how to put it on, I think that would bring you more entertainment. Well, I'm like, there's, there's, it's strings. You know, it's 98% strings, and then there's one small patch. And I'm like, I get that it goes here, but how do I get the patch here? Man. So I'm doing this, and the producer and I'm fl- flossing my own ass. I'm like, oh, my God, my crotch is burning Did you at least? Did you at least <sighs> demo it for Heather? Please tell me you gave Heather a little... Do you think I'm sexy <laughs> and you want my money? Because I'm a podcaster, yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I threatened to show her. Uh, ah, 
Uh, Conversation ended right there. But now I have a weapon. If she ever crosses me or does yeah. something that displeases Ray, I'm going to start oh, doing you can, it in third person. Well, you could wear it or you can use it as a slingshot. You put a little <laughs> stone in it. You can twirl it. Two, fo- two See, forms of revenge. Yeah. Two <laughs> forms of revenge. There we go. Okay. I, I yeah, when I that. give a gift, yeah. I, th- I, you know, right. I like it to be multi-purpose. You liked, right. Yeah. Speaking uh, of did, multi-purpose. Actually, is this about Nero? I was going to say, we're actually here to talk about Nero, not just oh, your birthday just, gift. But yeah, just, what did you want to squeeze something in to your mankini? Yeah, if I could. <laughs> now that I'm 55, a certain amount of wisdom has descended upon me. And I got to say, these are, my, these are my twilight years. You know, I, working too hard. Got to ease up a little bit. Got to pull back on the reins and smell the... When's Ray get his time? When's Ray's time? When's Ray get to reach for that brass ring? You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, I don't know in what form it's going to come, but in some way I feel like I need to just pull back. Anyway, we'll figure so that out as, as is, we go. Is, is, is that your way of telling me you're filing for divorce? <laughs> uh, no, because I didn't get the prenup signed. Is there such thing as a post-prenup? I'll look into that. Never mind. Let's let's move on to Nero. I apologize. I want to. I, I just want to point out that you're 55 and you still talk like this. You've got this really high... <laughs> When's well, Frank at his time? <laughs> When's your voice going to drop? When are your balls going to drop is what I think we all want to right. know. Well, because of the gift and you when got are you me, gonna they've grow? been pushed back up into my stomach. <laughs> so you've delayed <laughs> out another couple of years. 55, when are you going to grow? Because um, I'm, I'm holding out. I'm holding out. Because I yeah. thought you, right. you grew an extra, like, inch every year. Mm-hmm. Um Thought, yeah. That's how you told me. Well, maybe you just said you were going to grow an extra inch. I yeah. yeah. I said I was well, going to go out. Oh, an it extra was the blue. Inch. It was the blue pill. Well, I'll actually, take the blue pill and I'll grow an extra inch. Right. Because and thank you for bringing up a pain, painful subject. I've actually reached the age where I've started shrinking again. This is as good as it's going to get. This I peaked. I've peaked. This is, it's downhill from here in so many ways, so many facets. It's downhill, and you get to watch it on video. <laughs> anyway. kind of, you're, kind of, you're kind of like America right now. It's, it's, it's been as the good decline, as it's ever going to get. It's decline, just declining. Yeah, the final season. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that a lot. You know. Yeah, so anyway. Robert. I've been having an email back and forth with our old listener, um, Bob Sullivan, uh, about the mm-hmm. Australia just buying some American nuclear submarines, pissing Thank off the you. French in the process. Right. And, uh, you know, the big question in my mind is they reckon we're going to get them in 20 years. Um, <clears throat> I wonder if that's enough time before right. either the US collapses in a civil war or China just, you know, exercises some economic sanctions against the United States and crashes your economy. Yeah, yeah. One of those things is probably going to happen. Do you want some advice? I would, if I was you, I wouldn't pay for the subs just yet. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Because there might be some... It's pay on delivery. Pay on delivery. (laughs) COD. COD, cash on delivery. So (laughs) I think you're going to save a lot of money. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, Nero. (laughs) Nero, uh, we, let's talk about him. La, we, it's been a while since we've talked about Nero because we did a couple of episodes with uh, right. Professor Ed, uh, Professor which were Vince. fantastic. Yes. Really, uh, Ooh, f- really I have good, to they ask, were good fun. 
what did you think? And and you and you've probably thought about it. I'm not sure, but when he made that one little tiny comment that we need to bring him back on, he said Nero was probably ahead of his time in focusing so much on the East that maybe the East was the future of the Roman Empire. So I don't know. I'd like to maybe bring him on if we can get him on this show and talk about other things as well. But uh, he made that comment, and like, well, that that's kind of interesting because we're going to see Nero's going to devote a lot of time and thinking power, old brainial whatever, uh, to thinking about the East. So, well, I think he was referring to the Byzantium, right? The move mm-hmm. to Byzantium, Constantinople, yeah. and how but the empire ended up so, over yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. So who, cool. Well, at the end of our last regular episode, uh, before yes. Doctor uh, Professor Watts, we um, had the execution of Octavia, Nero's uh, first wife. As you do. Uh, as you do. <laughs> and that was basically the end of book 14 of Tacitus's The Annals. And he finishes right. with these lines. Whoever would study the calamities of that period in my pages and those of other authors is to take it for granted that as often as the emperor directed banishments or executions, so often was there a thanksgiving to the gods and what formerly commemorated some prosperous event was then a token of public disaster. Mm. So uh, they were having, every time he, he executed someone or banished them, there were right. celebrations and parties yes. uh, that oh, he, he threw. Thank you, Nero, for saving us from the latest enemy of the state. I'm reaching Yeah, or, or on your own enemies and your enemies right. around enemies, me enemy, sue enemy. Compadre, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He goes on, that same year Nero was believed to have destroyed by poison two of his most powerful freedmen, Doriferous, on the right. pretext of his having opposed the marriage with Poppaea, right. Pallas for still keeping his boundless wealth by a prolonged old age. <laughs> Romanus had accused Seneca in stealthy calumnies of having been an accomplice of Gaius Piso, Right. But he him was himself crushed more effectually by Seneca on the same charge. Seneca pulled the uh, uh, uh you did. Uh, this alarmed Piso right. and gave rise to a huge fabric of unsuccessful conspiracies against Nero. Oh, so let's let's talk about all these people. Um, Pallas, we've mentioned before. Remind everybody mm-hmm. who Pallas was, right? Wasn't he? Uh, he's a, he obviously a very powerful, rich freedman, and he uh, he'd been around for uh, quite some time. And he supposedly was a lover of Agrippina, but at the very least, her uh, her ally and uh, helping her get her way. So this guy is a power unto himself, and yet at the same time, we have to remember he's not a true Roman, and so he does have his uh, his Achilles heel. But he is he is a force to be reckoned with. But I guess maybe. Nero had his, had finished with him and wanted to move on to to a younger advisors. What do you think? Well, he was banished early banished, in right. Nero's reign, mm. um, probably because of his connection to Agrippina. He was the imperial Money. treasurer under Claudius. Right. According to Tacitus, well, Tacitus hints that uh, Pallas had actually been fucking Agrippina while yeah, she that. was still married to Claudius. Right. Uh, he writes, Pallas in his association with Agrippina was altogether vulgar and objectionable. Mm. Um, mm. And yeah, it was 
Pallas that pushed Claudius to marry her in the first place. Right. And then Nero banished him, but he held on to his wealth and maybe, you know, some political influence back in Rome. You imagine if if you're a very powerful guy, freedman, um, and you're the imperial treasurer and you have been for some time, so you've got deep, deep contacts in the elite, in the state, in the military... You get banished, so what do you do? And this is like, we're like 10 years into Nero's reign here. Right. What do you do? You could just go and, you know, snort coke and bang whores and, and have the good life. Right. Or you, right. Could, you could do a Mark Antony, or mm-hmm. you could be bitter and twisted and go, mm-hmm. I'll show you, you young punk. Yeah, I, can I knew you, you when you were still in a nappy toga. Right. Um, I'm going to cause trouble. Because mm-hmm. as we've seen in, in the past, yeah. we've seen in the past with with particularly Caligula, um, there were you know members of the the wealthy, the elite, the novus homo, and and also the traditional elite, the patricians, mm-hmm. etc. Right. Although most of those you know been wiped out in various civil wars, uh, their bloodlines. You know, Augustus uh, tried to resurrect them a little bit, but. Um, there's there's some guys. There are always camps of these guys that, right. you know, they'll they'll kiss your ring, but behind the scenes, yeah, they're not happy with the fact that there's there's a there's an emperor and he has all the power, etc. etc. Right. Particularly if he's like kicking you to the curb when you thought you had a locked in career. He was like, oh, I'm yeah. going to be here for the rest of my life. Imperial yeah. treasure, yeah. good times. <laughs> Particularly when the son of my lover. Is now the emperor. You I would got think, it. yeah, got it. Made in the shade, like yeah. a podcaster, um, <laughs> like a famous podcaster. Um, right. By the way, have you seen this show? Heard of this Steve Martin Martin short show? Um, Only murders in the building. I've seen the first fifteen minutes of the show, and then I had to go to bed because I'm getting older. Did you see it? Do you like it? Oh, we have we're three or four episodes in. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I'm a big Martin short and Steve Martin yes, fan. Yes. Martin yeah. Short's just always hilarious, um, yeah. but you know the whole the whole premise of the show is they become podcasters. Oh, uh, true crime pod! They're all true crime podcast fans. I know and there's a murder in their building, so they decide to do a true crime podcast. Because I, I only got um, to the part where they were all listening separately to a podcast. Yeah, so cool. Yeah, well all then right. they all so decide to do us. a podcast. Right. Yeah. Right. Like you know, when are they going to make a when are they going to make a sitcom? Right. <laughs> about the original. <clears throat> Yes. God, like the original yeah. podcasters, seriously. Yeah. Like, yeah. we are a single camera. It's just me sitting here, you sitting there. <laughs> Hell, we'll record ourselves. At we are recording ourselves. The budget, the no budget could not be any lower. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, except for the million each that we want an episode <laughs> per episode. <laughs> Apart from that. <laughs> and Coke expenses, please. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking So he could have done that. So we, so we know that there were. Um, Conspiracies that that happened right. against these guys, maybe as Tacitus says. Look, Tacitus doesn't like Nero. That's obvious. Right. Tacitus um, says that he destroyed him because he was too rich for still keeping his boundless wealth by a prolonged old age. That's rude. Like, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, but, but you know, that's not really an argument for that's having anyone reason. assassinated. Because yeah. he's so I mean, young, anyways. He's going to get it yeah. eventually. So yeah, yeah. yeah. it's not. Yeah. So I don't know. It it, it seems um, like a bullshitty statement. So maybe right. there was more to that, but we don't know. Right. Uh, what about Doriferous? Who was Doriferous? 
Oh, I, I don't have anything on him. I know that he was opposed to the marriage with Pompeia, but that's all I know. Was he another freedman advisor in the administration? He was. Okay. There's, there's a new name Damn. to me. There's, there's right. not much on him. Oh, okay. He seems to have been Nero's secretary in charge of petitions. Oh, that's exciting. So people, yeah. So, and oh, he's just, he's supposedly, seen according to according yeah. to Suetonius, indulged right. in a bit of gay gay frolicking with Nero. <laughs> well, the um, best kind of frolicking is gay frolicking. I think we all know that. Anyway, well, I think frolicking <laughs> is inherently of you know just gay, yeah, right? Yeah, you yeah. can't you can't open arms. You don't see yeah. manly frolicking like like Butch. No, or, I mean, I mean no. like. You don't like, see rugged what they call that? Uh, firemen, too... <laughs> 9-11 firemen. You didn't see the 9-11 firemen come out of the building covered in ash right. and then start frolicking. Right. In, and in the you fountain. don't associate. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Fountain. This is my fantasy. Is this your fantasy? It was the friends. <laughs> it was the friends fountain. They all jumped in the. Da, 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 da. I'll be licking well, no you. Told you life was oh. going to be this way. <laughs> Oh, and I've come a little bit. Anyway, please, just the no shirts and just the, the suspenders and the big chest. And mankinis. Put their mankinis. Strip down into their mankini. Yeah. But you don't want to move yeah. too quickly or suddenly in those. Trust me, found out the hard way. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go, go, go ahead. So Tony is speaking about Nero wrote, he so prostituted his own chastity oh. that after defiling almost every part of his body, yeah. he at last devised a kind of game in which, right. covered with the skin of some wild animal, <laughs> he was let loose from a cage and assaulted the private parts of men and women who were bound to stakes. And when he had sufficiently worked off his savagery, sure, sure. he was dispatched by his freedman, Doriferous. Does that mean happy ending? I, I don't... But... I think it does. Okay. He goes on, for he was married to this man. Oh. In the same way that he himself had married Sporus, mm. going so far as to imitate the cries and lamentations of maidens being deflowered. I have learned from some that it was his unshaken conviction Mm -hmm. that no man was chaste or pure in any part of his body, but that most of them concealed their vices and cleverly drew a veil over them, and that therefore he pardoned all other faults in those who confessed to him their lewdness. I think I just threw up a little bit in my mouth. <laughs> okay, so these are the people that's hanging around the office nine to five um, around the water cooler and just talking to each other about what's going to happen tonight. Interesting. He also learned, Shit. I learned from some that it was his unshaken conviction mm-hmm. that it's not gay if you're wearing a wild animal skin at the time. <laughs> And he said to the animal before he cut it, it puts the lotion on or it doesn't get any dinner. (laughs) It puts the lotion on its skin (laughs) or it gets the hose again. So he had, 
Wow. So this is Suetonius. Now, so according to Tacitus, he had this Doriferous uh, poisoned. Right. Now, because, as you said, he was uh, not happy about his marriage to Popeia. Now, that on the surface sounds like a jealous lover sort of situation. Oh. We, you know, you know all about know. that kind of yeah. thing, right? Um, problem yeah. is, is that Don't Suetonius says this happened in 64. Right. The uh, gay wild animal sex party. Right. Whereas Tacitus has Doriferous killed in 62. Yeah, yeah. Now, most scholars seem to think Suetonius has it wrong. The gay lover that that Nero supposedly married in 64 was called Pythagoras. Right. Good name. So uh, they think uh, maybe there's a, there's a corruption in Suetonius. Somebody got right. the name wrong. Something got mixed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but wow. yes, most scholars also tend to think that the line "he was dispatched by his freedman Doriferous" means that he was uh, jerked off, right. Uh, right. finished off yeah. uh, by everyone. Now, here's how Edward Champlin um, puts it in his book: right. the verb "conficere," which was uh, is in the um, Suetonius, mm-hmm. "conficere," which I should. Uh, he says it can mean both kill and exhaust. Oh. I'm just looking this up in Google Translate, see what Please. it says. Uh, Italian conficere, right. translate from Latin. Oh, it's Latin, okay. Conficere, com- yeah, complete. Oh. Um, complete in English. So he says it can mean both kill and exhaust. It joins other words for killing and dying in the vocabulary of sex. To right. connote excitement to orgasm. Not only did the freedman kill the beast Nero, right. he brought the thoroughly aroused emperor to climax. That yeah. Suetonius knew what he was saying when he reported this is clear, for he immediately explains that Doriferous, which means the spear carrier, was Ooh. Nero's wedded husband. Wow. So there might be a... But then again, that person might be mixed up with... Uh... The person in 64 that he marries. The name might be mixed up. Yeah, well, if Doriferous means the spear carrier, mm-hmm. basically means the guy with the big dick. It could be right. like a nickname, right? Right. Um, anyway, Champlin also says this doesn't make sense because he said Nero, in all of his other relationships we know about, played the dominant role, never the submissive role. Right. So he's probably not going to get buck fucked by a freeman. Um, he no. would be he, he would be on top. Yes. Uh, he was a As God he intended. was a top. Right. Top and t- yeah, emperor's on top is uh, was the basic going rule. <laughs> so anyway, um, the Champlin says, well, maybe there's another explanation for what's oh. going on here. Maybe okay. it's not actually a sex romp at all. Maybe. Nero was being initiated into one of the Eastern mystery cults. Oh, and we know that they were more open to male-on-male action. And And just a lot of weird... Yeah. Just a lot of weird shit goes on. Um, Like, he he draws the... Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, they. first of all, we don't know a lot about it because they were mystery cults and the whole purpose of a mystery cult was you didn't write it down, you didn't talk about it. Uh, it was a bit like a Fight deep club. Scientology or Fight Club or, or the, uh, you know, right? the who are the dudes with the secret handshakes? 
Oh, Masons? The Freemasons, yeah. Freemasons. Um, or the Mormons. Cult. Right, the, yes. You know. Yes. But we've talked before about the Bonadea cult. Yes. Remember that from the old Julius Caesar days. For people mm-hmm. who don't remember, the Bonadea cult was uh, a, a part of a, a, a girls, kind of girls only right. cult. Yes. Where they had their own festivals and famously. Um, Clo- uh, Claudius? Claudius. Claudius. Thank you. Snuck Claudius. Sub- as a woman. Yeah. Snuck in. Yeah. Into one that. Caesar's wife was running. Yes. And Caesar had to divorce her afterwards because he said Caesar's yeah. wife has to be above suspicion. Right. Yeah. And there was the suggestion that, you know, uh, Claudius snuck in to fuck her. Mm-hmm. Um, now, according to Champlin, uh, men could take part in the Bonadea festivals if they dressed up as women. About of the uh, signatories on Bonadea records that have survived are signed by men that they participated in these things. So the whole Clodius story could be that he just went to participate in the uh, cult. Right. But, you know, Caesar said, oh, oh, look, just doesn't look good. Doesn't look good. Any chance. Any chance that yeah. you stooped my wife? This is basically Rome after dark. That's a new series I'm writing. <laughs> um, it also might have been Mithraism, which we'll mm-hmm. talk to we'll talk about a little bit later on, uh, maybe mm-hmm. in the next episode too. Right. Which came originally from Iran. Uh, the the uh, Zoroastrians uh, worshipped Mithra and made its way to Rome. It was a very big. Uh, mystery cult in Rome at the time. A lot of scholars seem to think it was as big, if not bigger, than Christianity 100, wow. uh, 200 years later. It was sort wow. of a major secret cult, particularly popular with the military. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, Champlin says, Nero might have been making fun of mystery cults by putting on this little performance. He may have heard about the initiation rites of a mystery cult that were a little bit sort of weird. Because <clears throat> remember that a lot of these mystery cults too, they they kind of worshipped um, animalistic or agrarian gods. Right. People like um, um, the god of the wine, um, Dionysus. Don't, you're right, right. You know, you know, and I think Isis was uh, a god of the grain. Mm-hmm. You know, when I did my documentary, um, Robert M. Price um, it didn't end up in the film, but he it's in the uh, outtakes. He said, well, if you look at um, the uh, Eucharist in Christianity, which mm-hmm. which first appears written down in one of Paul's epistles, right. which is, you know, I, I eat this bread, this is your body, I drink this wine, this is your blood, right. that kind of weird, creepy, cannibalistic <laughs> shit. He made the point, which I'd never heard of before and I thought it was fucking brilliant insight, is that, well, those things sound like agrarian cults, right? The uh, the, the wine would be the blood of Dionysus because he was the wine god. Right. The bread would be the body of Isis because she was, was Isis or agri- Osiris, one of the two. Because yeah, right. she's the, the god of the grain, right? Right. So those things make total sense if, if you're – it doesn't make a lot of sense when you're talking about a dead Jew, but if you're talking about these agrarian mystery yes. cults, they make complete sense. You right. can totally see that could be part 
of an agrarian um, worship mystery cult. Right. So we know that they did these sort of animalistic things. So if he's putting on animal skins and sort of semi-raping people that are tied to stakes... Right. ...and then getting jerked off, it could have been... Maybe he had heard that there was some sort of initiation right like that with a mystery cult, and he just did his own piss-take version of it. Right, mocking, having fun, being silly, because he is in his 20s. I mean, you know, you can't trust anybody in their 20s because their penis is hard all the time. They're going to make bad decisions. Well, making fun of religion, you know, something I've done for a living for a long time. I don't think it's necessarily... That's what I meant to say, (laughs) with a hard penis. That's clearly what I meant to say. Champlin points out that the only cult Nero ever took seriously was his own cult, the cult of Nero. Um, Yeah. So... Yeah. Which, you know, I can relate to that. Um, I'm setting up my own cult uh, to myself. Right. Uh, can I be a high I priest? Can I be a high priest? Well, only if you get some, like, boots. Um, a medium be priest? A low priest. A low, low. medium priest? Yeah, midget priest. Yeah. <laughs> you think you're going to survive me, motherfucker? <laughs> really? Uh, How many stents? How many stents do you have? Two and uh, counting. So we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I might live forever, the bionic man. I've got, you know, just metal all up in here. I'm going to live for a long time. Uh, anyway. So. Anyway. We'll see. Challenge accepted, so motherfucker. Go ahead, please. That's all I know about Doriferous. Uh, right. Piso, Gaius Piso. Who's who's this guy? We oh, know God, him, Oh, God, I'm right? getting all my Pizos mixed up. I, I, yeah. Yeah. No, I honestly so can't remember So many Pizos, which. so little time. Pizos well, all this over is, the place. Yeah. This is Gaius Calpurnius Piso. We've mentioned him before. In the year right. 40, Caligula right. banished this guy mm. from Rome after mm-hmm. he took a fancy to Piso's wife, Livia Orrestilla. Yeah, you can't do that. Who was, well, he can. He and can. He, he, we can. He, he can and he, he did. did. Uh, Sorry. Livia Orrestilla um, was his, ended up being his second wife. She was like. Uh, Beautiful and uh, was she rich? No, I think she was just beautiful. And he saw it, he was like, Whoa, Hell, gotta break me but off a saw, piece of that. Yeah, yeah, but he saw, he saw her when she was getting married to Piso, <laughs> right? Um, uh, and he probably raped her on the wedding day, according right. to Suetonius and people like that, right? Um, you know, this is, I think, in the movie. When he, uh, you know, fist yes. fucks both he of them. I think that's the story. Right. Yeah. Lays her down. So he sees again. them on the wedding day it just by random goes, oh, my God, you know, yeah. you're beautiful. Let um, me bless this I'm couple. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. With my yeah, I'm going to bless them with, right. no, with, my, with my ring. <laughs> with my ring uh, hand. Yeah. Anyway. So um, he made... Her get a divorce from Piso, right? Banished Piso, then he married her, right? When she was already pregnant, according to some sources, Jesus. Um, and also, this Piso might have been related to the Piso that supposedly poisoned Germanicus, the piece of on shit. Tiberius's orders, right. right? Germanicus, of course, being Caligula's daddy, to remind people. Yeah. So it could have been Revenge more fuck. than rare. It could have been, yeah, it could have been. <laughs> Yes, yeah, my favorite kind. Please continue. Revenge, fuck, divorce, marry, divorce, right. because yes, um, 
Caligula uh, married her, then divorced her a few days later mm-hmm. and accused Piso of adultery with her before Caligula married her. It was like pre, right. pre-adultery. <laughs> right, because she had my heart. So you cheated yeah. on me with I hadn't. I, I didn't know her, but she already, you know, she was destined <laughs> she to was be my one. wife of three days. Of that weekend. Was, was that and the really, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was no, going to say, it really does yeah, sound like yeah. a revenge thing if you... Zoom out. You know, fuck her, uh, rape them both on their wedding day, make her divorce the guy, marry her, then divorce her and kick her out three days later. It just right. really does seem like a bit of a revenge it, uh, play. It doesn't get any better than that. Was that the one where Caligula then said, I forbid you to sleep with him ever again, or am I getting my women's mixed up? I think that was probably the one, yeah. Okay, um, just Damn. Damn. So let's just say, so Piso then returned to Rome um, after Caligula's assassination. He's brought back by Claudius. We're going to guess he's probably not a big fan of uh, young emperors. Um, Anyway, Romanus, whoever he is, accuses Seneca of being an accomplice of Piso, according to Tacitus, but in what scheme? He doesn't say. What's oh. what's Piso involved in? We don't know. Nothing right. at this juncture. There are conspiracies later on that are named after him, the Pisonian conspiracy, mm-hmm. which is what Tacitus refers to. He says, um, the end of that quote, he said, um, uh, where, do, where was that quote? Gave rise, this alarmed Piso and gave rise to a huge fabric of unsuccessful conspiracies against Nero. But they happened like two years later. So yeah. there doesn't seem to be any direct connection between this event, whatever it was. Right. You know, Romanus accuses Seneca of being a con- uh, conspiring with Piso. Seneca goes, uh-uh, no, you did. You right. smelt it, dealt it. Dealt it. Yeah, smelt it, dealt it. That was his <laughs> response. Whoever smelt right. it, dealt it. And he, and he came gets up with, away with it. Oh, he gets away. Yeah, and he also came up with, if you point a finger at me, there's four pointing back at you. So yeah. don't mess with Seneca. Yeah. Even in old age, yeah. do not mess yeah. with Seneca. So And Seneca's like out of the loop too at this yeah. stage, right? Why, why got, am I worried? Yeah, I'm he'd out. Retired. He'd I'm walk, retired. I'm yeah. retired. Get my monies, my books. Anyway. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. So now we get to book 15 of Tacitus, which starts in the year 62 CE. Yeah. Nero has been on the throne for, this is his 11th year, because mm. I think it was uh, 51 when he came to power. Right. 51, something like that. So yeah. Tacitus opens with more troubles in Parthia. And, Tacitus opens with more troubles in Parthia and Armenia. What's going on in the East, Ray? Well, you say troubles. One man's treasure is another man's trouble. Anyway, so... Um, in the east, the king of Parthia, Vologasius. I, can we call him Vovolgas? I don't know. I was trying to come up with a name for this guy. I can't say Vologasius or Gasius the the entire night. Vovolgas. So Vovolgas. In, in is, Australia, we have we have a biscuit, yeah. a cookie called an iced vovo. Iced vovo. That's good yeah, for me. Just call him if I can, if I can vovo. remember that. Just just vovo. Or, or vova. But whatever. That's fine. So vova. So anyway, so the king of Parthia is getting word that Corbulo's successes in the East, which we talked about, I guess, a couple of shows back. So so he's not very happy with the Romans being so active in this area. Now, Rome's bitch, and there's no other way to put it, Tigranes VI, 
who, as you may remember, spent pretty much his whole life or almost his whole life in Rome as a guest uh, <coughs> hostage. Uh, so he's finally put on the, the throne of Armenia in the year 58. Now, in order to put him on the, the throne of Armenia, the Romans had to remove um, Tiridates, who the king of Parthia had king of Parthia had put on the throne in 52 or 53. So the point is, Parthia is pissed that Rome took the throne of Armenia from them. So there's a lot of tension going on. Tiridates wants the throne back. What's going to happen? Because this is just just this is a clusterfuck. And these are the two big boys on the block. If Rome and Parthia go at each other, theoretically, this war could go on for years. It could drain both treasuries. This could get ugly really fast. But who's going to make the first step, or who's going to have the presence of mind to maybe step back and say there should be some other way to handle this besides an all-out war? Mm. We'll see. We'll see. Who is the peacemaker going to be? That's that's good. So, Vovo um, declares his brother Tiridates the real king of Armenia, according to Tacitus, who apparently had a spy microphone hidden in a vase of flowers (laughs) inside the Parthian War Council. Vovo gave a big speech where he said, It is not by weak inaction that great empires are held together. There must be the struggle of brave men in arms. Might is right with those who are at the summit of power. And though it is the glory of a private house to keep its own, it is the glory of a king to fight for the possessions of others. Yeah, if you're a good king. Just put it right out there. You just take good care of you. But here's here's the problem. Uh, Tigranes VI, remember, who's Rome's bitch, not only does he get the throne of Armenia, but he starts attacking a local Parthian tribe, not just raiding them, not just taking their cows or their women. He's actually kicking them out and taking their territory. So it looks like Armenia is expanding at the expense of, of Parthia. So this isn't just some little, oh, you know, let's let bygones be bygones. This is still ongoing and it's getting worse. So you've got Volvo and you've got Tiridates, who are brothers. They've got to do something about this or, or Rome's just going to keep pushing them. And they've had peace for a very long time. And the peace is taken very seriously by the king of Parthia. But at the same time, you've got your pride, you've got your dignity, you've got your reputation. And if, if, People stop fearing you, they're going to start fucking with your uh, empire. And that's already happening to him. He needs to squash this so he can deal with the Hyrcanians, if I'm saying it right, because they're causing trouble as well. So it's, uh, it's not happening in a vacuum, but it's getting out of hand quickly. Who does this Tigranes think he is, Israel? Can't just go and take other people's land. <laughs> He's being backed by the Romans, so he thinks he can... Fu- it's like a black visa card. He can do whatever the Fuck he wants, and it will what, always it will always ring up. He'll be fine. Hmm. He'll be fine. That's what Israel and Saudi Arabia have with the U.S. Black U.S. Pretty much. Uh, Pretty much. MX card. Yeah. Yes. There you go. <clears throat> uh, to continue with Vovo's mm-hmm. speech, the Romans mm-hmm. thwart me, and though they have n- never, with success to themselves, disturbed the peace between us, they are now again breaking it to their own destruction. Ooh. I will not attempt to deny one thing. It was by just dealing rather than by bloodshed, by having a good cause rather than by arms, that I had wished to retain what my ancestors had won. Mm. If I have sinned through irresolution, my valour shall make amends for it. Assuredly, your strength and renown are at their height, 
and you have in addition the repute of obedience, which the greatest of mortals must not despise and which the gods highly esteem. Right. Uh, Yeah, I mean, he's making some good points. What do you think about the idea, the concept that might makes right? When you get on king level, queen level, whatever you want to call it, when you're up with royalty and emperors, does might make right? Because that's what he's saying here. As long as we win, who the fuck cares who said what? Yeah, well, from his perspective, uh, right. the perspective of most psychopaths throughout history <laughs> and today, that is right. uh, true. Well, but let's just do this real quick. Let's take a psychopath attitude and let's just push it to a side for a second. Volvo Gas says this, he, like you said, he calls this meeting with his two brothers and he says, look, when our father died, I became the king of Parthia because I was the oldest guy. Tiridates, who am I, who's my half-brother, I love him, I set him up in Armenia. Uh, Pacorus, I made him the king of Media. So instead of a big civil war, we go around killing family members. We each got a throne. We each worked it out. There was no bloodshed. This is rare, and this is a kind of a beautiful thing, a coming-together moment. But the point is, we had a settled peace the Romans come along and they fuck it up and they think we're not going to do anything. This will not stand. Wouldn't be prudent. I think I'm mixing up my bushes. But you know what I'm saying. They're, they're, the, the Romans are pushing them to the point where they have to do something, even though the king of Parthia doesn't really want to, because if you break a peace treaty with Rome, you know they're going to come at you and they're going to keep coming at you. So this is a big deal, but he's, he's been backed into a corner. It's not going to happen. It wouldn't be prudent at this not juncture. At this <laughs> Dear Kirby, I love him. Anyway, so where were we? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh. So um, he sets up an army to take yes. Armenia, uh, the Armenia army, the army army they were called, <laughs> uh, to take it Armenia away from Tigranes. Right. Now, yes. when good old Corby, Corbulo, uh, Rome's general in these here parts, finds right. out about this from his spies, right. he sends two legions to support Tigranes, but he also had to defend Syria from Vovo. It's true. Uh, so he was, he was spread pretty thinly. So he yes. asked Nero to send him a general to take over the Armenian operations. Right. Don't know why he didn't ask him to send someone to look after Syria that was sort of at you know not right. in the middle of a war and he goes deals with the war but wouldn't you, you think bring- that's what you would do if you were a general I'll handle the fighting send someone right. here to handle this side of things well, while I'm gone well so you bring up the first mystery why doesn't like you said he take a junior or, or the second in command you stay here in Syria along the Euphrates you guard this I'm going to go up there because clearly this deals this demands someone of my caliber not only does he not do that he said like you said he sends a note to Nero please get someone for that for that military position because I'm here in Syria but then there's another thing the two generals or what the the two Roman commanders that he sends to Armenia he says, look, before you go, and this is just between us three, I don't want you to go there and rush headlong into war. I want you to drag it out. I want a lot of bluster. I want a lot of chest thumping. What I don't want is a lot of fighting. I want this dragged out. 
Now, you've got to remember, Corbulo is smart enough to know that he takes his orders from Nero, but there is a certain amount of independence that he has, certainly based on all of the success that he's had recently. But I wonder why he's saying, let's drag this out. Do you have any, do you have any thoughts on that? As, and again, why didn't he go himself to Armenia, which is clearly a hot spot, and there's a war about to break out? Yeah, I get the sense that Corbulo doesn't like actual war. Mm-hmm. Um, he tries to avoid it wherever he can, and right. you know that's that's straight out of Sun Tzu. Mm-hmm. You know, the the best generals win wars without bloodshed, without With, fighting. Exactly. You know, that's exactly that's what you do. You you know, for for Sun Tzu in the art yeah. of war, actual giving battle is the last resort. You, blo- you try yes. and avoid Out- that. Yeah. outmaneuver them so they don't even want war with you. And as we're going to see, yeah. Corbulo is going to do that in a couple of minutes, and he's a master of it. So I, I think you might be on to something there. It's like, yeah, no, it's too late now. It's already broken out. Go send someone who likes to fight. I'm more of a tactician that makes it um, expensive if you want to fight against me. Yeah. So anyway, Vovo's troops moved quickly and attacked the capital of Armenia, Tigrano Cherta. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were unsuccessful. They were driven yes. away. Tacitus says Parthians weren't very good at siege <laughs> is, warfare. They were good racist? at lots of things. Is that racist? Look, they're just not, that's not their cup of tea. I'm not saying they're cowards. I'm kind of saying they're cowards. But but laying siege, just not, they shouldn't do it. It's, they, should hi, they should hire that out. Not their thing. But uh, yeah. Tigranes takes t- uh, Tigran Asserta, so now they've got to lay siege to it. Yeah. So Corbulo sent uh, Vovo a warning to back the fuck off or he'd find himself surrounded by Romans. And the centurion that Corbulo sent to deliver this message, a guy called Casperius, Mm -hmm. he had balls of steel, I think, this guy. Um, (laughs) You know, imagine just walking in to to an enemy kingdom, to a king, and saying, look... Sorry. Don't shoot the messenger, but I've right. been told to tell you, yeah. back the fuck off or else. That's all. Right. That's all it says. Look, there's no, yeah. nothing. Don't oh, sorry, hugs and kisses at the bottom. Draw a circle around your ass and dare you to step outside of it. Do you remember that story, motherfucker? You don't want to do this. And so, but yeah, he literally <laughs> says, because in the letter, Corbulo said something like, if you keep pressing this, I will have to set up my war tent in your territory. You don't want that. I kind of don't want to do it because I'm getting old now, but I will fucking do it. And so, yeah, this centurion comes along and says, I'm here to just say whatever my boss said a couple of weeks ago, uh, ditto. You don't want to do it. So back the fuck up. And he's talking to a king, the king of Parthia. Yeah. Well, the siege was a failure. Tigranes was safe inside with yes. his troops and supplies. Um, this is what... Uh, Tacitus says, those who had undertaken the storming of the place had been routed. Legions had been sent into Armenia and other legions were ready to rush to the attack on behalf of Syria while his own cavalry was crippled by want of food. A host of locusts suddenly appearing had devoured every blade of grass and leaf. That's God. That's well, that, yeah, the, the Jewish stri- God. I don't know why the Jewish... I know, we're close to Syria, but I don't know. The Jewish God's like straying out of his territory well, hey, there. Hey, I'm God. I can go wherever I want. So Defending what you're telling me... the Armenians. What you're telling me is Volvo gas 
who really doesn't want war with Rome, who really doesn't want to break this treaty. And I can't remember when it was signed. I have it written down somewhere, but it's been a minute. It's been a while. So if you break a longstanding treaty, it's kind of a dick move. So not only does he not really want to break the treaty, but his opening moves have been bitch slapped. Everything is going bad. His horses are starving. The, the siege isn't going anywhere. He can't go into Syria because there's Roman troops along the Euphrates. So not only does he not want to fight, but the little fighting he's doing is not going well. So he's probably looking for a way or a reason or whatever to back the fuck up, but still maintain some kind of face, some kind of uh, pride in himself. So Hmm. it's time to rethink things. It's like when you come home late at night, you find your wife in bed with D'Angelo. You know, you're looking for a way to save face. You're like, hey, I've told you before. Put a sock on the door so I don't walk in on this. You're not supposed to be Uh, here when I get here. Uh, Look at the time. Come on. We made it. Anyway. Yeah. You've been at it for four hours. (laughs) Come already. Roll off. Oh, you did three times? God damn it. I'm just sad. I'm just sad. (laughs) So. Yes. Yes. Fovo. Agreed to they agreed to send envoys to Nero to negotiate a peace deal. I don't know Smart why move. you need to send envoys, but I guess he was trying to uh, get what he wanted. He was right. trying to Vovo wanted peace on his terms, which I yes. think meant you know having his brother in control of Armenia, not yeah, Rome's exactly. bitch. Exactly. Put my brother back on. Yeah. However, the right. general that uh, Corbulo would ask Nero to send is on his way. Thank God. Cassanius yeah. Paetus. Paddy. He was an Irishman. He was an Paddy Irish Roman. Right. Paddy, but, yeah. But, but there's something, and I'll just do this real quick. So before Paetus shows up, before Paddy shows up, so the war is technically over. The, the, uh, the, Arme- the um, Parthians pull back. They're going to send an envoy to Rome. Now, normally it would look like that Corbulo had once again outmaneuvered um, Volvogas and the Parthians. So it should have been a done deal. It should, it should have been over. But some QAnon person called uh, Damasnius gets on his social media and goes, how is this war over so quickly? This is the Parthian Empire we're talking about. How, how did they defeat them so easily? And QAnon, of course, answers his own questions. He goes, you know what? I bet there was a secret deal. Tigranes is going to leave Armenia as soon as the fighting is over. I bet that's what the Romans had to give up. I bet, um, and 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 uh, Tigranes. No, how do you say that? Tigranocerta was abandoned by the Romans, even though they had won it in war. That's bullshit. No one gives up something you win in war. This is all bullshit. And Vovogas wasn't pushed too hard, so he could at times pull his troops away and go fight the Hyrcanians. This was the most convenient war for both sides. This is bullshit. There's something more going on, and I'm going to get down to it, and I'll report it on Fox News. But the point is, there's rumors going around that this was a fucked up, uh, orchestrated war. It could have been fought up with a lot more conviction. And now, like you said, the governor of Cappadocia, Paetus, is on the scene, and he's like, we are going to put this shit to rights. Phase two, Paetus style. And I think f- the way it reads in Tacitus anyway right. is that Patty is the guy that's uh, bitching about this. He's yes. like, what? Yes, he's the only one. Y- yeah. They... They, they caused trouble and you didn't smite them? What kind right. of a Roman are you? I'm going to go Vestadio on these motherfuckers. That's how we do right. in Cappadocia. Push your booty. 
Where's your booty? Yeah. Where's your revenge? Funny. Nothing. Yeah. F- funny thing is, this guy's not even a real Roman. He's a Novus oh. Homo. He's an Etruscan it's from Etruscan. Tarquinia. Yeah. So part part Roman. F- yeah. But a formal formal consul. He was right. um, the first Novus Homo to become a consul in twelve years when he that's a big became deal. one. But yeah. still, and then still. That, then he'd been made proconsul of Cappadocia, which is basically Turkey for right. uh, people who don't know their ancient Roman <laughs> geography. Um, yeah, and he was pretty fucking unhappy that Corbulo had sort of signed a peace deal, or not signed it, but agreed that negotiations right. could happen with Nero. Right. There's no glory in that. Mm-mm. He was on his he was on his way. Yeah. Yeah. He's halfway there. He's on his horse. He's marching. <laughs> he finds out. Sorry, we've already decided on a peace deal. Yeah. He's I need like, to be a war hero. Who's a peace yeah, hero? T- Fuck that. I told told my wife I was oh, gonna geez. come back with some booty. With a basket full of heads. Yeah. Nothing. I got nothing now. I'm embarrassed. Yeah. You're making me look like a chump. <laughs> and a Patty, Trump. Right? Patty don't look no like no chump. <laughs> to be sure, to be sure, he said. I'm not coming home looking like a chump. Right. I kiss the I kiss the Blarney <laughs> stone before I come home looking like a chump without any heads. So he's gonna what fix do you think about that, hey? <laughs> So he's going to fix everything. He's going to bring the war that should have been brought in. I don't know how to spell that. What are you? Bunch of fucking parkies. <laughs> hey, I don't know about that. Hey, no, I'll fight you. Sleeves. I'll fight you now. I can't yeah, do it. Yeah, I'll open your sleeves. Let's get into it. I've got to press my Conway girl. I don't know if I'm doing the right country. I really don't know. Anyway, so, but by this time. Wait. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. When we do accents, nobody knows what country it is. It's <laughs> they start in one place, go through somewhere else, and yeah, end way yeah. over there. No, it's, I just want ac- yes, accent yes. soup. I, oh, I like that's my second film. I'm gonna. It's a documentary of all the accents we've done over the years. So by the time Paytas is talking up big shit that he's going to do the war Roman style, Vovogas's representative comes back from Nero. He comes back and empty-handed because obviously Nero doesn't want to give up Armenia. They We've been in control of it for, we, like I'm Roman, they have been in control of it for some time. And so Vovogas is like, okay, I guess it's round two. So he reopens hostilities. And Paytas is like, uh-uh, you done fucked up, Aaron. Because that's exactly what I wanted you to do, and I got a I got a master plan on how to kick your ass. So war is back on. Aaron. 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 Yeah. Do you ever see that uh, skit, the substitute teacher? Oh, you've got it. It's the funniest thing in the world. I'll, I'll, I'll send you a link. An inner city black teacher goes to an all practically all white high school, and he doesn't know how to properly read their names. So instead of Aaron. Oh, you've seen. Okay, Key then I apologize. Key and Peel. Yeah. Key and Peel, that's yeah. right. But uh, yeah, you know, mm. now you don't fucked up now, Aaron. It's what we say around this house about five <laughs> times a day. It's the only time the kids are allowed to cuss <laughs> is when they quote that. Please continue. <laughs> they, they say you're done fucked up now, Aaron. Sophie will say it, but Kiki won't. Kiki's like, no, that would not be right. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Uh, Fox has taken to giving us the middle finger recently. <sighs> He's like, well, there's so much that can be said with that just one gesture. You could do it neatly, he's doing you could do it playfully, you can, you know. Well, he's doing it playfully at this right. stage. He's like, right. hey, Dad. Hey, mm. fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, Dad. <laughs> no, really, Dad, fuck you. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 cute yeah. now. I said I said to Chrissy, can you imagine what would happen if we gave our fathers the finger when we were seven? I wouldn't have a finger. It'd be like this. He would have ripped it off. A life. Yeah. I would have been would have executed immediately. Yeah. yeah he would have <laughs> Amazing. Shit Things that kids get away with today. Things, yeah. 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 Ooh, I might cut we off laugh. the phone one day. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid of them. So don't, don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. Everyone's afraid of Sophie. <laughs> you know she's like five six, five seven now. She just oh shit! Yes. really taller yeah. than you. Yeah, taller than everybody in the family. She, and, and then she goes around. If wow. I'm the tallest, I must be the best. And I'd be like, look, mm. I would fucking argue with you, but I'm too afraid. So you got to send send us a photo we showed, to show okay. Fox. Yeah, he'd be like, "Yeah, uh, that's where were we?" Yeah, both where of them. We? Uh, yeah, <laughs> so Tacitus suggests that Corbs right. right negotiated the peace deal because he didn't want a rival. So why would you ask oh. for a general to come and fight a war, no, then negotiate a peace no. deal before he can get there? Right. It, it doesn't. I, I had a different theory. I, I, I totally agree with you, but here's my thing. Starting a major war with the other superpower in the area, and you have to remember, for Rome, this is the fucking edge of their empire. For the Parthians, it's fucking right there in the inner, inner city. Deciding to go to war with Parthia, that's a Nero-level pay grade. Corbulo doesn't get to make that that decision. Now, don't get me wrong, he'll defend if they invade, but as far as actively pursuing an open war with Parthia, you might lose your life either to the Parthians or to, to Nero once he finds out. I, I just assumed that that, that uh, Corbulo was like, I have to hear from my master because I'm not getting my head cut off or whatever. And you're right, why would you ask for a military person of that for that theater of war if you suddenly don't want an equal partner? That makes no sense to me. But they were attacking, the Parthians were attacking Armenia, which mm-hmm. had a Roman puppet king, so they're an ally. So that's right. straight up causes Bellus. You know, yes. he, he has a, uh, no argument there. And he sent troops there to, like, two legions to help yeah. support that's a big deal. him. So it's not like he's not Doing defending something. Armenia. Exactly. But um, anyway, so anyway, the Parthians make war, their, their yeah. envoys come back. It's no deal. Uh, Nero's not happy. To he's not going to give up Armenia. Is yeah. I think what's going on here. So um, Paddy's pretty happy about this. <laughs> to be sure. To be sure. We're going to have a war, and he's got the two legions right? that uh, Corby sent up there. But it doesn't get off to a great start. Uh, there are some bad omens, right? <laughs> uh, you know, there's always the bad omens. When they were crossing the Euphrates. Right. Right. Which surprised me because the Euphrates is back with Syria. I mean, they're already over Euphrates. I don't know why. It must have been earlier when they crossed the Euphrates. When you get a chance, look at our Facebook, uh, Life of Caesar Facebook, because I put a map and the Euphrates fucking goes on. I mean, it's it's impressive. Oh, of course. So, so yeah. So, but yeah, I'm not sure exactly where this happens, but long fucking river. I mean, we talked about the Euphrates a lot in our um, yeah. Alexander show, I remember. It's one of the two. I remember you know, we talked about the Euphrates and the other river that are like um, two legs yeah. in Mesopotamia. Right, right. And Babylon was the cliff. Yeah. I remember you, you go up and you, you – yeah. Euphrates and 
got a fucking, I got the map right here. Anyway, so, but the point is it goes, the Euphrates goes through, cuts through the northeastern corner of Syria and then goes up from there. So that's probably. Uh, the Tigris. Where, the Tigris. That's probably where it's happening at. So, yeah. So, yeah. so they're going across Euphrates and then something not good happens for the superstitious Romans. Yeah, but again, looking looking yeah, at this yeah. map, please. Like the Euphrates is a long way away from Tigrana Cherta, so Let me whip this out. the the troops the troops must have already been there. He'd sent two legions to Tigrana Cherta to defend against the initial attack. Mm-hmm. So they're not going back across the Euphrates. The Euphrates is all the way down on the border of Syria. So this this incident must have happened earlier, and Tacitus is just. Squeezing it Throwing into the story. Throwing it in now. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Anyway, he says as they were crossing the Euphrates over a bridge, a horse carrying the consul's official emblems got spooked and fled. Right. And the soldiers' javelins gleamed with light. Now, <laughs> is it just me or does that sound like a good omen? If your I, javelin gleams with light, I'm like, oh, ho, ho. Yeah. Oh, we're going to fuck them been, up. Hey. Yeah. 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 <laughs> They've been given special powers by... So I could probably fire fucking lightning like <laughs> right? Thor from this shit, man. Like, Oh, stand over there. I'm going to try this. Yeah. Now, this is almost as good. I don't know to say getting a cross on your shield. Uh, this is pretty fucking awesome. So now, as far as the horse, you have to remember the horse was on a bridge. It was spooked and it was... And it ran to the back of the line like it was afraid to cross the Euphrates. So I could interpret that as bad. But as, if anybody knows anything about horses, I know you are a professional kangaroo fucker. I don't know. But horses, I know horses because of Sophie going to horseback riding lessons. They spook easy. And they don't just spook a little bit. They, they spook and they run. So, again, it was probably seen as something bad. But it doesn't matter because Patty... He's not superstitious. If anything, he's a Scientologist. He's like, I don't believe in bad signs, motherfucker. We're going to do this and we're going to kick so much ass. He's ready. He's ready. You know what he calls them? He called them O-Nomans. <laughs> he's like, O-Nomans. For, for them. For the enemy. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. He said, fuck it. Don't worry about fortifying my winter quarters or establishing my corn supply. Waste of time. Waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get this done. That's right. In, out, clean. That's how we do. (laughs) That's how we do it. This is how we do. Yeah. 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 That's Baltimore. Baltimore style. Is grain. Is that important? Grain. Grain. Nah, not if you're going to, not if you're going to win and plunder. It sounds... Okay. No. If, if I think is the word there that I should be focused on, if I find plunder, if I find food, if I can take it away from the enemy, I'll be good, but not securing your grain supply line. I don't know. I think that's military basics 101. I think he skipped that class. I would, I don't know. I wasn't there. Well, he goes off to fight against the Parthians, but we're going to yes. have to leave it there, right? Oh, we're, we're an hour. Okay. Hour in. That's exciting. We're going to have to leave what yeah. happened to uh, next time. And next time I want to see you wearing your, uh, your attire <laughs> properly. That's how we got the job. <laughs>